Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, welcome, everybody. Great to be with you as uh, the day begins, another great day of living in the greatest country on the face of the earth. And we are so blessed to do that. By the way, I got to tell you, I... We're, in a moment, we're going to chat with Ra- Raquel Moore-Green, who is a state representative who's running for the state Senate in Senate District 10. Let me just tease you with what we'll talk about after, because it really relates to her opportunity to win the state Senate seat. And it is poll after poll after poll across the country and here in Oregon is showing that there truly is a red wave coming. It is a massive movement, and it is stunning to see some of the numbers out there. We're going to talk about that, and I hope that it gives you encouragement to not only be involved in the process, but to do what we urge you to do on this radio show every single day, and that is change your world. And you do that by going around mainstream media, that lies to you, that refuses to talk about the issues by going around social media that's censoring you. And you do that one person at a time, having persuasive conversations with persuadable people in your world, whatever world that is. Not arguing with people, but asking thoughtful, persuasive questions. You need to be encouraged because it's working, folks. And things are gonna change in Oregon and they're gonna change big. And one of the people that is going to make that change relevant to you and beneficial to you is State Representative Raquel Raquel Moore-Green. She joins us right now. Raquel, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Fantastic. So as I ask every candidate, why are you running for the Senate? It's time for change. We need balance. I think, you know, your opening remarks about the direction of the country uh, you know, we cannot, we can no longer tolerate um, the the rampant crime, the drug, the open drug use. Um, you know, inflation, all all of the issues that um, uh, we've been talking about for months now. And you know, this morning, um, I I read an article exactly on what you were talking about, and. Um, you know, it, it, there's a line in here. It says, if you love this country, you have an obligation to vote. And I think that's a pretty stunning uh, comment. I mean, something that um, I was taught as a child that, you know, you vote. This is what you do. You you know, this is our ability to have a voice in our government, right? And um, more importantly, behind that, is the sacrifice that people have made for this country so that we can live um, in a free and prosperous country like none other in the world. Yeah, you're right about that. And it is something that we must not allow in our public education, that sacrifice of prior generations. 
We must not allow the current movement of the public education wokeness to diminish it or just not teach it at all and teach other things that are not relevant and actually are far more damaging to kids in the public education process. So, folks, I want to urge you to go to her website, which is RMGSD10. Let me say that again. It stands for Raquel Moore Green, Senate District 10, rmgsd10.com. And you can see what her priorities are, endorsements. You can volunteer. You can contact her. It's all there. And you can donate money because it still takes money to run campaigns, doesn't it, Raquel? <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. <laughs> In fact, I've got a. I, I've got a uh, uh, email here from Jim about political TV ads. It says, thank goodness the election's about to wrap up. The campaign TV ads come one after the other. There's one by Kotek where she, it, they, <laughs> tries to distance her, it, themselves, as far as possible from Kate Brown policies and that they, them, those, supported for all these years it's kind of like your dog's flatulence it's so bad that you open the (laughs) windows and leave the room that kind of distance now only my listeners would be smart enough to say that kind of stuff but doesn't that just illustrate the insanity of where we've gotten to yeah and i have to how how can you change that how can you fix that Could I just, before I get to that, let me just make a real quick comment. There was an article um, by the AP yesterday about, you know, the the race, all of the races here, primarily uh, the gubernatorial race in Oregon. And they referred to our current governor as Tina Brown. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm looking at this article. This is AP. Well, being AP, I get that. You know, somebody from another state wrote it. But but it uh, it was laughable. Um, but back to your question um, about the irony that, that we're currently seeing um, when, uh, you know, I vividly remember in 2020, um, that June, well, was late May when, you know, the riots broke out and uh, we had such disarray and, um, uh, you know, the lack of leadership to stop it. I mean, the the governor said nothing, um, you know, Speaker Kotek at the time, you know, um, no call for anything to stop. And, um, you know, I, I remember vividly our caucus um, continually calling, you know, on that, uh, you know, um, talking to the governor, writing letters to the governor, uh, all for, for not. And here we sit two and a half years later, with um, a, a, a city and a state um, that is disgraced. I, you know, going door to door, the one thing, a couple of uh, conversations that really stand out to me and was over um, in the Four Corners area of Salem. And this was probably the beginning of September, knocking doors on a Sunday afternoon and a young fella comes out and he's got kids uh, you know, uh, on on his uh, feet, you know, as he's as he's answering the door, and and I'm, you know, making my my plea to him, and and there's a pause, and you never know what what somebody's going to say to you, and and he just he shakes his head. He said, "This is not the organ that I grew up in," and I have heard that repeatedly, Jeff, 
And I do think that people have realized that um, we we need a change. And that, you know, back to your original uh, question, why am I running? Well, I care about this state. I care about the community that we have lived in as a family for the last 30 years. We've raised two of our three children here. Three of our 13 grandchildren live in Salem or in the, in the state. And um, I want a better tomorrow, you know, not only for them, but for, for the... <laughs> For everybody else, um, it, it just can't continue on this trajectory. No, it can't. And and everybody knows that the, the key to changing that trajectory is elections. And yes. The key to that is capitalizing on what you're sharing with us that you've experienced at the door that so many people are feeling and winning an election. So that then means that we have to have the right issues and we have to present them the right way to Correct. get people to vote for you and and this is this is my problem and and when you and i had dinner some time ago uh at the freedom foundation dinner mm-hmm. you know we we talked about this and, and this is the the republican class of consultants often do not use the right issues and when they do use them they don't use them in an emotional manner that really grabs and speaks to the hearts of the voters and you have to do that otherwise because today Raquel and you know this people are voting on the sentiment they that's why there's there was that poll in Portland that said 88% of people in Portland were dissatisfied with the direction of the city 88% that's a stunning number well Okay, so how do you capitalize on that? Well, you have to connect with people emotionally. So, in your priorities tab on your website, go to rmgsd10.com, rmgsd10.com. Under priorities, you you make the statement, Raquel stands with us on what matters most. And frankly, that's what people care about, Raquel about what are you going to do for the things that matter most to them in their life? Correct. Correct. And let's just talk about uh, open drug use, right? Uh, hard drugs, you know. Uh, here again, <laughs> talking to a, a young father with a middle schooler and taking the child to school, and there they are stopped at a, a light here in Salem, and there's a, a man shooting up in open daylight. You know, a uh, needle in the arm. <laughs> it's got to stop. We have, uh, you know, measure 110. Uh, it's got some attributes, but I'll tell you something. The, the drawbacks of it are greater than the attributes have been at the moment. And uh, we need to get our arms back around uh, criminalizing hard drugs such as fentanyl, heroin, meth. Um, uh, it, you know, um, it. It's, all, it's, it's so hard to explain how awful it has been. I mean, drug overdoses through the, through the, uh, the ceiling this past year, if I'm not mistaken, it's like 200%. And the suicides, it's, it's been hideous. And that needs to be addressed. And that is an absolute priority of mine going into the 2023 session. Well, let's hope, uh, Raquel, um, and unfortunately we're coming to the end of our time, today uh let's hope that first of all you win 
And folks, yes. if there's anything you can do to help Raquel Moore Green win, please contact her campaign. Go to her website, rmgsd10.com, rmgsd10.com, and, and offer to give her some, some help in, in some way. And let's hope that on election night, because we're going to be celebrating with you on election night, we're going to be broadcasting yep. live from Terrific. Where, where you're going to be <laughs> starting at seven o'clock. And, and we hope that we'll have the opportunity to, to spend some time chatting with you there. We'll have a lot more time than we yeah. have today. Um, Absolutely. So, so in, in the last minute, what do you want to share with our audience that you think is important that they know that'll help you win? Um, I am change. I will be the change that is needed for Oregon. If, um, if indeed we <laughs> we get the governor's seat, which uh, that's that's looking great. Also, uh, the governor will need a Senate to work with her, and we will be the Senate of change, and she will be the governor of change. Um, it will take time. Didn't get here yesterday. Um, won't be out of it tomorrow. But we will be dedicated to making change. And so I urge everybody to vote. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Vote. 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 That's it. And that's the right thing to do. Uh, it's interesting, too. There's a story today about how Republicans have voted more early in larger numbers than in a very, very long time. And I think that is a good thing. Raquel Moore Green, thank you so much. We'll see you on election night. Thank you, Jeff. Go visit her website, rmgsd10.com. Back in a moment. It is 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Yes, we will be broadcasting live on election night for three hours starting at 7 p.m. from the Oregon Convention Center, downtown Salem on Commercial and, and Liberty. It is the other half of the Grand Hotel. Raquel Moore Green, along with Kevin Mannix's campaign, along with State Senator Kim Thatcher's campaign, T.J. Sullivan, Dan Farrington, and Tracy Kramer have all brought together their campaigns to have a big celebration, because we think it is going to be a big celebration for freedom, for liberty, for the return of common sense, through the electoral process. Now, you should come and join us. If you're not participating in observing polls and ballot drop boxes and things that should be done, then come and join us starting at 7 o'clock. And we want to thank our sponsors for this very special election night broadcast at the Salem Convention Center starting at 7 o'clock Tuesday night. We want to thank Covered Bridge Cafe, one of the great places that I spent a lot of time at the 17 years I lived in the farm outside of Sublimity. They're in Staten. 
Covered Bridge Cafe, thank you. Michelangelo Painting, thank you for being one of the sponsors of this special broadcast. And Accurate Precious Metals and Refinery over on Hawthorne Avenue, they are also one of the sponsors of this special election night broadcast. Again, come and join us. 7 p.m. is when we start broadcasting live for three hours straight. We'll bring you the most up-to-date uh, election results we possibly can from not only across Oregon, but certainly across the nation. There's no question that this is, in fact, a big, big Republican wave. Now, I got an email from Dale. says, I'm very sincerely hope your optimism is, optimism is well-founded. We've been burned down too many times by the state of Portland, and I have become extremely cynical. But I want to be desperately wrong. I, I get it, Dale. I'm, I'm there with you. Now, I got to tell you, though, something that I think is, is profound, and I'm going to get into all of these um, reports, Okay. All of these stories about polls showing that the undeniably the momentum is our way. There's no question about it. And the in 2010, we had a huge, huge wave, Republican wave across the country. And it happened in Oregon. Candidates won in Oregon in uh, Democrat districts that were 11-point Democrat districts. 11 percentage point more, 11% more Democrat voters than Republican. Now, you would think there's no way a Republican's going to win that district. You'd be wrong because one did. All of the swing districts went Republicans' way. In Oregon, we almost elected, on that night, we almost elected an NBA basketball player over Governor Retread, John Kitzhub. We only lost by 24,000 votes. Of course, now with how we know that the vote manipulation occurs in, apparently, all over the country, but certainly probably in Oregon too, and we'll know when Mike Lindell releases his PCAPs, those are the packet capture, when he releases all that, which the court has said he can do now. We'll know how many of our Oregon County election offices and the state's mainframe computer, which is nothing more than an out-of-date laptop, apparently, running an old, old version of Microsoft 8 Windows. We'll know how much they were hacked. Point is this. In 2010, we almost took over the Oregon legislature. We, we won six seats in the House for a 30-30 tie. We won two seats and almost three in the Oregon Senate and only missed that third one, which went to a recount by 283 votes. And we almost elected an NBA player as governor. Now, what happened in, what's the difference between 2010 and now? Well, I'll tell you, inflation wasn't rampant as it is today. CRT wasn't running crazily through our schools. And the sentiment that Raquel Moore Green just shared with you that 
of this father at the door. That was not the prevailing sentiment. It was about other things. Crime was not massively increased. Kate Brown was not releasing, because she wasn't governor, wasn't the governor at the time, was not releasing massive amounts of convicted murderers. All of those things, homelessness, homelessness wasn't big back then. Not like it is today. Drug use. All of this is the perfect storm that is converging as to why you should be optimistic. But it doesn't mean that you don't fight hard until the very end with every single vote. Cook report, political report, this is a Gateway Pundit story, just shifted 10 more U.S. House races in favor of Republicans, one of them, of course, being CD5, Lori Chavez de Reamer. Now, there's more, a lot more, and I'm going to get to them. This is a reason for you to be absolutely optimistic. But let me ask you the question Are you? Are you like Dale? Are you very cynical? Or do you think there's really something different going on? We'll talk about it on the other side of the break at 630. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-four minutes before the top of the hour, we'll get back to what we're talking about here in terms of why you should be optimistic. Election night is going to be really good for conservatism in America. And not just Republicans, conservatism. I got an email from somebody that I, it's about O Biden's address last night. And I'll share that with you in a moment. Want to remind you, you know, it's kind of cool out there right now. And if your heating system is not keeping up, you really owe it to yourself to call Freedom Heating and Air. And right away, because they'll get out to your home right away, and they'll fix it for you. Give them a call, 503-580-1456. It's one of the great things that they do extremely well. It's one of many great things they do really well, and that's emergency services. 503-580-1456 is the number. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net, freedomheatingandair.net. About old Biden's address last night. Um, 2,000 mules installed a jackass in the White House. So it is time next Tuesday. Put those donkeys, every Democrat candidate, out to pasture. Yeah. I'd say that's about right. 
He said, uh, Corby writes an email, says, why don't you ever ask candidates about the pandemic? It is like everything else. People have forgot already about all the deaths and murders from the shots still taking place, while no one seems to be held responsible. I would say mass genocide would be an important issue. Uh, it is an important issue, but it doesn't raise high in anybody's list. Because what does, what what moves voters today is not the pandemic. Because, yeah, it's it's fading, even though it's we're reminded about it every time you go into a doctor's office or a hospital because you still have to wear the mask. In fact, there's a there's a gentleman that comes to our political coffee clutch on Tuesday nights who has to have a surgery, and he was told by Salem Hospital, if you don't get the shot, you're not going to get surgery in our hospital. Now, we're reminded about this, but it's not high. It's not how you win an election. How you win an election are with the things that actually are moving voters right now, like crime, inflation, homelessness, because that's what the polls are showing. And frankly, that's what people are responding to. Now, I share your frustration, Corby with why it seems like nobody's being held accountable. Because apparently they're not. Except there's a Gateway Pundit story today, and I will share that with you uh, in just a momento. There is a Gateway Pundit story today about Dr. Fauci is going to be deposed on November 23rd of this year in a Missouri-Louisiana social media collusion case. And the Gateway Pundit is the plaintiff. They're going to depose him. Now, I'm telling you, when Republicans get control of the U.S. House of Representatives, they are going after Dr. Fauci. <laughs> as they should. Believe me, as they should. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am. Now, polls. And Gary, hang on. I'll get to you in just a momento here. Polls. Seven, there's a story in the Daily Signal from yesterday. Six heavily Hispanic battleground house districts to watch. These are Hispanics. Folks, Trump got the highest number of Hispanic votes in a very, very long time. And Latino voters are moving powerfully towards Republicans, according to the liberal Pew Research Center. And according to the Latino voters, 80% of them say the economy is the most important issue for them. Now, a lot of other things are, too. This is a reason, you know, Trump got 32% of the Latino vote. That's huge. This time around, it's looking like it is going to be even bigger. Now, latest polls over the U.S. Say, what finger video? Herschel Walker. Having a one-point lead is statistical 
um, in margin of error down in Georgia for the U.S. Senate. Story after story all across the country. Florida, early voting statewide. In the most liberal county in Florida, Republicans lead by big numbers, never seen before. Governor's race in Michigan, the Republican is within two points, statistical margin of error. Nevada Senate, the Republican is up by five points over the current Democrat U.S. Senator. And I can go on and on and on here, folks. There's another shock poll in American greatness. Republicans take the lead briefly in historically blue Miami-Dade County. Now, they've never even gotten close before, especially with early voting. This is a big deal. There's a story in 538. This is the very liberal uh, prognosticator that is now predicting it's a dead heat in the U.S. Senate. And in fact, it's showing Republicans by two by two seats picking them up and they show more importantly how the numbers are crossing from leaning big time democrat to now going republican and it's showing it week by week and then it gives each race for the senate again we're seeing maga candidates endorsed by Trump, who had no hope, like Don Bolduc, who's the former Army General, Brigadier General, in New Hampshire, who got attacked, by the way, uh, by the way, just before the New Hampshire debate, physically attacked, who is now running dead even with the current Democrat senator there. Now, Here's another huge red flag. This is a town hall story. The biggest problem that they're facing for Democrats in a whole bunch of polls is that Republican, excuse me, not Republican, suburban women, moms, all across America, In two weeks, there's been a 26-point swing of them away from voting Democrat to voting Republican. It's the focus on the economic stuff, particularly inflation. And it's big. It's a huge shift. Folks, these are people that are on social media. They have massive influence, just like you do. This should give you abs, this is the probably the biggest red flag of all. White women, suburban mothers voting in a massive way 
towards Republican. Yes, many of them are pro-choice, but it's not the issue that's driving the election for them. It's crime. It's inflation. It's all of these other things. It's the economic stuff. This is why you should be encouraged, truly. Let's go to the phones, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Let's go to Gary. Gary, good morning. Hey, Jeff. Go Ducks. Go Beebs. You got a big one tomorrow night with the Huskies. Yeah, I don't know which one to root for. Can you both lose? <laughs> Only you would say that. Hey, uh, the red wave is going to be big, and the guy that was asking about the uh, mandates and stuff, uh, Christine talks about the mandate all the time, that she's not going to have mandates, she's not going to close the schools, and she's going to fire the head of the D, the Oregon D, D, uh, the health ad, ad department. So it's a big issue with her, and I think it's a really it's a big issue with a lot of people but we've been beaten into saying not talking about it because if you talk about it, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, you're right. Uh, if you say anything about it, all of a sudden you're a nut. So here's what's interesting is, is it, and I'm glad to hear Christine saying those things because it ought to give mm -hmm. people confidence that she's going to follow through. I hope she does when she's elected. We governor. will have a Republican governor here in Oregon. Yeah. And if the night is as big as we think it can be, we're going to have yes. a much stronger Republican legislature. Now, I'm not saying it's going to go Republican. And two to three congressmen. And three congressmen. And believe me, yeah. those numbers are looking good, too. Good point. Gary, thanks. Go Beavs. Go Ducks. See ya. Bye. All right. 503-589-1220. One more segment to go. That is the Power Buick GMC talk line. Back in a moment, 648. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 10 minutes till the top of the hour. In a moment, we'll go back to the phones. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. I want to thank uh, Power Honda, by the way, for being one of our show sponsors. Looking for a newer used car? Go to MyPowerHonda.com. MyPowerHonda.com. Uh, Linda writes me an email about something to watch when you have time. My neighbor sent me this video yesterday. Residents of Oregon don't get this kind of treatment. Who need it? Misappropriation of Oregon taxpayer money. This is this video about how the Ramada Inn in Portland is being, is it a Ramada Inn or it is, is it Hotel Refugee? Apparently the government is renting the hotel for refugees. Got an email from Terry. Says, you are incorrect. Drazen saying she would not make schools mandate the COVID shot is why I switched from Betsy to her. I No, I, I think that's what Gary was actually saying. 
and, and I'm glad that that Christine's taken that place because I are taking that position because I think it's the right position. There should not be a school mandate that the shot is necessary. Let's go to the phones and we will start first with Rebecca and then go to Art. Rebecca, good morning. Good morning. Yesterday I met a lady who told me that she knows two teachers that died right after taking the shot. And so when they're mandating it for children, it's 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 a killer shot. It's a death shot that will kill a lot of children. And um, this may seem a different subject, but it's not. I just got a letter from the ACLJ, and they said that California just passed into law that babies can be killed through 28 days. And that has to do with a conversation that I had with a Democrat a few years ago, the Democrat chief of staff. I said to him, did you know that parents have been given the right to kill their children through age 18 in Belgium? And he shrugged and said, yeah, but only the handicapped. Wow. Only the handicapped. Like it's okay. We are a liability if there is government-run health care. And they will not look at us as valuable resources. They will look at us as a liability. I fear you are right. Thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate you sharing that. It's good to hear the ACLJ is on top of that. Anne-Marie writes a text message, great numbers with the white suburban mamas, and they influence their husbands, too. (laughs) Yeah, if the husband has half a brain, he'll listen to mama. That's for sure. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Your thoughts today. Welcome. Hey, Jeff. I just wanted to mention that the Senate race in Arizona, the libertarian candidate dropped out endorsed the Republican and of course that shut him right up to being competitive please independent and constitutional party etc etc don't waste your vote vote for Joe Ray and we'll put Ron Wyden out of a job he's been horrible for this day, but don't waste your vote. Uh, And if you look at the last time she ran, if you combine all the other votes that took away from her, Merkley would a lot. So let's all get together and vote for a candidate that can win and replace Ron Wyden because He's been in that position too long, and he doesn't care about us. All he cares about is the special interest, including the climate change BS. Yeah, and and, you know, I I really wish that that Joe Ray had the money to, to run an ad that just points out what you just said. I mean, really. Because the hypocrisy of Ron Wyden is is really an amazing thing to see. And in fact, it's a lot of Democrats. 
I mean, you look at Tina Kotek claiming that she's she's not the cause of the homeless problem. <laughs> she facilitated all those bills that got passed. Yeah, we we know they lie, 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 lie. I mean, there is no doubt about it. But please, fellow Oregonian, don't waste your vote. Let's put Ron Wyden out of a job uh, because he's been horrible for our state and he's going to continue to vote Biden all the way and the hell with Oregonians. I fear you're right. And I, I so want to see the miracle occur, and I think it is a miracle and will be a miracle. And that is your candidates with no money like Joe Ray running against established, entrenched politicians like we, we can Ron make White it happen, win. Though, Jeff. We can make it happen. I mean, you know, we encourage and we say things like we're saying right now on the radio, don't waste your vote. I mean, Republican principles are a lot closer to Constitution, libertarian, etc., than than the Democrats. We all know that. So just don't waste your vote and vote for Joel Ray, and we can replace Ron Wyden. It could happen. It can happen. Appreciate it. Thanks, Art. Good yep. to hear your voice. Great day, Jeff. All right, friends. There you go. We're kind of wrapping it up here towards the um, towards the end of the show. I I hope that all of the stories that I shared with you, including this this one in the Oregonian about voter turnout yesterday reaching only twenty one percent. Now I think this is good. In fact, Multnomah County. If you want to have a measure of why you should be optimistic, Multnomah County voters are the worst in the states. They've only turned in 15% of the state's ballots. Now, I mean, 15% of their, of all the ballots that were sent out. Normally, it's higher than that. Democrats are not enthusiastic. In fact, there was a story about that today in the Oregon watchdog. My point to you is this. Republicans are turning out in bigger numbers. Unaffiliated voters by lower numbers, only 13%. I will tell you, my, my belief is that a lot of Republicans like me are holding their ballots until Tuesday to turn them in. And even so, Republicans are ahead. I think this is a good thing. It's every reason for you to be optimistic. So be optimistic. Friends, I hope you come and join us Tuesday night, or November 8th, down at the Salem Convention Center. Thank you to Covered Bridge Cafe. Thank you to Michelangelo Painting. Thank you to Accurate Precious Metals and Refinery for sponsoring the special election night broadcast from 7 till 10. See you tomorrow, friends. Be blessed.